I'm in a much better mood this week on the show. Welcome everybody to the 62x edition episode edition of Conversations with Shelby Green. I'm your host, the main man, Shelby Green. Sweet of sweet tea out of the tumbler for the worker man. That being said, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, same old, same old. So let's give a highlight. Last week I put an episode out on a um, quick notice. I ended up getting sick later that week, so I got the episode out. Didn't really share it on my social media. I wasn't really, really happy with it, but um, but you know how things go sometimes. We got to do what we got to do, and it is what it is when you want to get content out, especially every week. A um, little bit stuffed up this morning, um, but I'm feeling a lot better than I've been in the last week, to be honest with you. And that being said, let's get into the show today. We're going to give you about an hour of content like I always do. We got a little bit to talk about, not a whole lot, but just enough. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you guys' support, like always, as well. That being said, let's get rock and rolling. So, to back off what I said last week about Trenton Flowers and the whole Louisville Cardinals situation, Jeff Lighty for 35KY Sports does a radio show. He's kind of making his ways in the, at the, city, in the city of Louisville and nationally known a little bit more, too. He's doing a hell of a job, and I want to give Jeff a shout-out. Jeff is doing a, a fantastic job. That being said, let's talk about this. So, Jeff had Trent Flowers and his father on, and they were talking about how this was an opportunity we couldn't pass up, blah, blah, blah. We notified Coach Smith. We haven't heard from Kenny Payne. We tried to give him a 36 hours in advance. And then later that night on IG, you know, Trent made it clear in the, the interview with Jeff King, Jeff Lighty that this was not a money decision. This was an opportunity decision. And then uh, – he goes, when you talk about Australia, the bag he got, he got paid to go over there. Playing. So, Trent Flowers is a liar. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people were on Kenny Payne's ass down there in Louisville. When I mean people, I mean the fucking idiotic fans that Louisville has, as my th- email goes off. The idiotic fans and the media down there that continue to harp on Kenny. They said Kenny ought to be fired because of this and that. If anything, we ought to applaud Kenny Payne for this because Kenny Payne didn't kiss this kid's ass and let him walk. There were reports coming out after he left, which could be sour grapes, that Flowers was getting showed up in practice. There was one article that Rick Bose put out that Flowers was the fourth best player in practice at times. So it isn't like, I mean, it's a loss. We lose a scholarship, it's big. But I'll mean this real quickly. Look at Louisville's roster. Do you think Kenny Payne is worried about this? I mean, he's probably he's probably pissed off and annoyed about it. But those guys, like, and then even Sky Clark that night tweeted, that plain and simple, he goes, we chilling over here in Crumb Hall. We ain't worried about nothing. And, and then Curtis Williams added, it's 100 over here. We're fine. We ain't got nothing to worry about. You think they give a damn about what Flowers does? I mean, J.J. Trainer called out said it was bullshit. It was sharky on his little Instagram post, the meme he put up. It was bullshit and shocky. Flowers was about one person. Trent Flowers is about himself, plain and simple. And, you know, it's always going to be one of the biggest what is. I mean, we've had Sebastian Telfire, the Amir Johnsons in the world. The Brian Brolin situation. And now this. I mean, Louisville has gotten bit in the ass on recruiting before. And like a Kentucky fan at work tried to tell me the other day, I said, it's not a big, I told him, I said, it's not a big deal. He goes, well, to you, it's not. I said, who the hell are you going to tell me what I don't know and what I know as a Louisville fan? I said, I know this. I know what that seat's about. Why don't you just worry about that blue and white? How about that? I said, we just got enough. I'd like, I I really believe that this is the team that's going to turn Kenny Payne around, turn this whole program. It's going to be a start turning this program around. We can rebuild and we can get this thing fixed. In my opinion, 
Louisville can win 20 to 24 games with this squad if it on paper develops what it is. Now, people say, well, they might not win that many games. They might win 10 to 14, um, blah, 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 blah. Plain and simple, Kenny Payne's going to make the NCAA tournament with this squad. He's got a good point guard, Sky Clark. He's got a good wing in Trey Flowers. I mean, Trey White, excuse me. He's got a good guard, a good wing guard combo with Mike James, who came back, who's lost 15 pounds. Brand Huntley Hatfield is down to from 15 to 20 percent body fat to 7 or 8 percent body fat. You got a big man, Dennis, Dennis Dennis Evans, who can cover and run the rim. <clears throat> Emmanuel Okafor showed promise over there and playing in the, those little World Cup games earlier this year. I believe that's what they called. Curtis Williams is an upcoming freshman that can hit shots. Caleb Glenn is from Louisville. JJ Trainer, who played. Last year, got better down the stretch last year. Um, back to Caleb Glenn, who knows what's about. He probably could play for any other team in the country right now as a solid freshman. We've got guys. We're fine. Louisville is – this is probably – this squad, night and day, is ten times better than the squad they had last year on that floor. Plain and simple. I don't care what anybody says, what your, your daddy says, your mama, your grandmama, your cousin, whatever they want to say. This is a Louisville squad that can win the university back and you win the fans back. Peyton Siva said, playing simple. They're going to win. They they win some games, make tournament. They'll win the fans back. They'll start coming back around and start kissing that ass. I mean, there's some fans out there that weren't fired. I had a, a fan that got in my Twitter inbox, and I'm not going to read those messages because they're kind of vulgar. And I made it real clear to that human being because he was running his mouth. I told him, I said, dude, you're the type of guy that hides behind a stand account, and you want to sit there and run your mouth on Twitter about people, and you want to hide from people? What type of person are you? I'm not happy about last year. I hate it more than anything in this world. I was wrong all last year, and I'll, I'll stand ten toes down on that. I was wrong. But I promise you one thing. There's one thing in this world that I know. That these, these guys right here that we have down there, what Daryl Griffin said, the GOAT of Louisville basketball said, he got some ballers down there. Kenny's got some dogs. He's got some dogs in there that are working. We got some guys, and I'm excited for what's going to happen this year. They're going to win some games this year. They're going to lose some games this year. They're going to take some lumps, but I guarantee one thing, there won't be that effort that was last year. There's going to be effort on the floor. There's going to be something that clicks, and there's going to be heart and effort, and I can't wait. I got the regular season game open up. Me and Dad are going to it too. <laughs> so with that being said, as I sniff my nose up, I apologize. There's a lot of things going on in my life right now. Let's see. Everybody knows I got me a little snake now in the house, but also I want to let you know that I also have a, as she's sitting up there on the phenomenon getting warm, I have no idea why her light's been on all morning. As I say before, let's see what happens. I went and saw Leonard Skinner and Uncle Cracker and ZZ Top last night. Uh, anybody knows me know I am an old school rock fanatic, blues, southern rock, whatever you want to call it. Uncle Cracker grew up on Uncle Cracker. I mean, it is what it is. I like his music. He was solid last night. Played played his hits. Um, ZZ Top was incredible last night. Uh, uh, they blew the sh- they they stole the show last night. ZZ was amazing. I mean, they performed their ass off last night. And Leonard Skinner is great. I mean, it's there's not an original member in the band. The original members of the band are all pa- are all are no longer with us. But it was still a good performance to see. Obviously, it wasn't better than my Hank Williams Jr. concert I went to about two months ago. I will put that out there. Uh, and it was hotter than fuck last night. My God, it was hot. If anybody lives up in the Indianapolis area, it was hot last night. It's hot right now. It's not anything to do with I thought about going working out. I'm going to keep my ass in here and cool off and hibernate. I got work tonight in this shit. Yeah, it's just it's one of them days, man. Just hanging out. Uh, as I turn my ringer off of my phone real quick. Um, 
Next week, I will have an announcement to make for you guys. Uh, some good things are about to happen. Um, as well as I have an announcement to make when my episode will be next week. Plain and simple, AEW All In. Let's talk about it. The pay-per-view that everybody's talking about, the one, the big the big one, the big one everybody keeps keeps hollering about. I've stated before and I'll say it again. As much harp as I have given AEW for the criticism of their booking, their bullshit storyline, I figured out what my problem is with AEW. Tony Khan is as a booker. He's more of a matchmaker than a storyteller. Triple H is more about storytelling. Triple H's stories are about building angles to the bigger match down the road. That's what he's about. Tony Khan is best matchups one week, best matchups one week, best matchups one week, best matchups one week, and then eventually we'll get a bigger match than that or try to. However, I will state this. There are some things he's done on television that I agree with, and there are some things on television that I don't agree with. And this is like WWE's product too. There's a lot of things I don't agree with. Like NXT is hard to watch. What WWE has done, what what Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis did to that fucking product is fucking disgusting to me. Even though there are some things that came out great in that. Walter's name changes one of them. Braun Breaker's really good. Grayson Wallen's got a lot of build. They have some good talent. But it's not the same as it once was. Hopefully that brand can get back to where it was. That being said... There's a lot of things that WWE is doing right now I'm a fan of. I love what they've done. I love LA Knight's rise, him being a babyface. I'm a big fan of Roman Reigns and the bloodline. Everybody knows I love that story, how it ended, and it was great. They, they, I mean, they're must-sees on SmackDown. I love what they did last week with Edge in Toronto, and no, I don't think that's Edge's last match. I think that's last Edge's last match in Toronto. That's why I think it is. Edge has probably got a couple more. I think Edge has got something going. The whole AEW rumor bullshit, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Edge is a WWE guy, and I do not see that ever happen. Now, I think he would like to do a match with FT, excuse me, FTR with Christian. I think that would be a cool thing, but no, I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. Um, and also, I love that. Um, I love what they're doing with the Judgment Day right now, with the whole the whole the violence in the Judgment Day. And that's the thing. But also, there are things I don't understand. I don't like the way Karrion Cross is being booked. Everybody knows how I feel about that. I feel the same way about Wardlow as I do about Karrion Cross. And if anybody knows me, they get what I'm saying. Um, I'm not a fan of why the women's division is being booked right now. I think it could be booked a little bit different. I think it's the weakest it's been in a while. I think they need. I think their champions are fine, but I feel like the booking is just uh, all over the place. I feel like one week. We get a really good, solid foundation for a match, and then the following week we have a shitty feud that does makes no fucking sense. That's the way I look at it. Um, but I will talk about AEW here in a minute. Um, all in, they have they set the attendance record for wrestling tickets sold at Wembley Stadium. They beat SummerSlam '92's record, even though people forget. You know, everybody talks about the record, and everybody says things like. Well, you know, it was, um, you know, Dave Meltzer's defunct the whole WWE. They they don't sell these many tickets, blah, blah, blah. All this whole this whole bullshit they talk about. And, of course, I always state that, you know, everybody talks about Wembley and the AEW matching, but they've also done reconstruction over Wembley and added more seats into the building, too. But nobody talks about it, but it is what it is. They did a great job, and they've done a fantastic job, and I'm happy about it. I'm really happy they're going to do this show in Wembley, and I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to be watching it, and I will be reviewing it next week, and hopefully I am in a good mood. If not, it is what it is. Now, that being said, 
I have a little bit more to talk about with this. You know, there's a lot of things that I tolerate, but there's one thing I realized about Tony Khan. If the reports are rumored about the whole collision thing with CM Punk, if you guys if you guys heard about this, you know what I'm talking about. CM Punk's the collision show on Saturday nights on the TNT that many people that is actually the better AEW program out there, unfortunately, but it's on a Saturday night, so nobody's fucking watching it, unfortunately. But that being said, Tony Khan has basically it's a CM Punk show. CM Punk has a lot of creative the word I reported, CM Punk has a lot of creative freedom on there, whether it's true or not, whatever. That being said. Here's my thing. There are reports going around the whole thing. Punk after the show last week, he he did a angle where he you know he, there was a hangman page sign in there, and he made a smarky ass comment, and the internet fucking ran with it, and it was report Punk text hangman apologized, and he didn't mean it for it to come out like that. It's been report Punk wants to sit down with the elite, which is Omega, the Bucks, and Pang, Hangman and squashed their beef, and they have said no. They don't want to. So you don't know the reports or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things AEW does. Collision top to bottom is a better show than Dynamite or Rampage. They just do a great job. I, the, 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 the announcing's better. The stage lighting. Just everything about it. It feels like a bigger show on Saturday nights. It just feels bigger. And the crowd's more into it. It's more anime. Dynamite is like a Chris Jericho soap opera. And what I mean that is... A lot of matchmaking happens, not a lot of angles. It's more of throw this match out here, throw this match out here. This don't make sense. This don't make sense. But let's just throw it together. And Tony Khan is getting exposed a lot. Now, here's my thing. They're, they got all in. It's sold out, everything else. Not a single person. But there's a problem with this, and this is where I'm going with this. At all in's car looks really good. It's solid from top to bottom. And actually, I'm going to pull it up here real quick. As I, AEW all in. I'm pulling up right now, guys. I'm sorry for the sniffles, guys. I'm just getting over this cold, man. Hopefully this winter fucking, this fucking cold. Bleh, I can't even talk. <laughs> and by the way, the whole WrestleMania 32 Scott debacle, that there's actually 80,000. There was this. There was that. There was this. There was that. And there was actually... Um, <clears throat> And, you know, there was WWE man announced that it was 101,000 people and the rent and there was a lot of things that there was actually 93,000, 80,000, but, and so we don't know what the whole thing was, but blah, 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 whatever. So everybody's jacking off on that one. Meltzer, whatever. So here we go. So here are, I'm pulling out, here are the cards. So the, obviously we got a pre-match show, which is Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher versus MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. I'm going to speak on the Ring of Honor right now, as a matter of fact. Here, here's the thing. Ring of Honor is on Honor Club, and Tony Khan, Tony Khan is booking that. And I mean this. <clears throat> Tony Khan is literally, literally booking that show. It just like It's like, like I said before. Match, 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 match. There's no angles taking place. Our Ring of Honor is doing shows, whatever they can, and they're going on the Honor Club. Can we get? Can we figure out a way to get Ring of Honor on television so people can get more eyes on the product and you can get more money for these guys, Tony? Can we do something like that? Because I know they're out there. They're probably making a little bit of money. Can we get some more eyes, please, on Ring of Honor? I think it would really do a lot well, Tony. That being said, back to the card. 
Then the, the now we go to main card tag team match for the World Tag Team Championships. FTR versus the Young Bucks. This is gonna be good. Four way for the Women's World Championship. Akira Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Doctor Britt Breaker, DMD. Tag team coffin match: Darby Allen, Sting versus Mogul and Bassett with members AR Fox and Swerve Strickland. I think that could be a high spot fanatic match. The six man tag that everybody keeps talking about. Uh, the Golden Elite, Obushi, Omega, and Hangman Page versus uh, Tenskasha and Jay Robinson, Jay White. And then we got the Stadium Stampede match, which is Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Breast French, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Trent Beretta, and the Lucha Brothers versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, and Willie Uta. And three to be announced. Singles match, we're all for Chris Jericho. I am not looking forward to seeing that at all. I think that match is going to be dog shit. World World Championship match, and everybody knows the angle what CM Punk's been doing on Collision. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, and then the main event, a MJF versus Adam Cole for the main event. Now, here's the thing. I think the card is really good. I think it's really good. I think it's one of the best cards Tony Khan's put out in years, and I hope they don't add any more matches to this card. Just keep it the way it is. That being said, the following weekend, September, Tony Khan's doing another pay-per-view. All out in Chicago at the United Center. And there's not been a single word done about this. I hate to tell you this, Tony. The Labor Day weekend tradition, you should have got away from that. And what you should have done is gave yourself two or three weeks and then booked all out. That's what I would have done. It's not going to hurt you. And you could have done it on a Saturday. And you could have, I'm not a Saturday, but you could have done it on a Sunday afternoon like this one and done it at 3 or 4 o'clock and been fine. Because I'll be honest with you. Unless I get, I'm, I usually buy the pay-per-views. Actually, Forbidden Door, I didn't buy. I actually got a really good link from my buddy, Trip. Thank you. Shout out to Trip for getting me that link. But I will say this. I'm probably going to buy all in. I want to buy. I will buy it and put my money in for it. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to sit here and buy all out back to back. There should be a combo duo or something where, and by the way, can we get a better streaming service besides Bleach Report? Can we get an option like, I know Matt, there's a rumor that AEW is going to do something on Max here soon. I hope they do. Or AEW Plus. Like, get their own streaming service. We can buy the pay-per-views, which would be fucking awesome. And I, I, I'm looking forward to that. But this this is... That card looks really good. I just feel like it's just bad timing. I mean, you're booking a great show for All all In. You should have just left All Out alone. Just made a big show out of this. But it's, it's a big deal, man. I mean, this is awesome. This is the first big stadium show. I mean, New Japan Pro Wrestling does Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome every every January, their biggest show of the year. That's fine. But uh, like like anybody else states, um, this is outside in North America. This is the biggest show that anybody's done in a stadium show. I can't name maybe WCW in the late '90s when they were doing nitros, like in the like in the in the Asher Dome, the Georgia Dome, the Superdome. There's nothing. There's nothing bigger than that. And that's what it is. I mean, this is a, this is a really really cool thing that they're doing, man. I'm very very excited about it. I'm very excited what they're going to do, and hopefully they put on a hell of a show. Um, I'm gonna run down predictions for the card real quick since we're already talking about. So Aussie Open versus MJF and Cole. I think there will be a a screwy finish here that will lead into the main event. So I think Aussie Open retains FTR and Young Bucks for the World Tag Team Titles. I see F- FTR's had a hell of a run. I think FTR is going to hang on to the belts here. I think they keep the belts. The four-way women's match, I think Soraya gets the world title. I think she gets the women's title, and I think that's a good idea for her. I think she gets the run. Darby Allen and Sting, I think they get the win in the coffin match. The six-man tag with the Elite and 
the Bullet Club Gold. This one I'm back and forth on, man. I really think that this is um this could be a, a, a this could go either way, but I think the Elite get the win here. I think they get the win here, and that, that's okay. I think the Stadium Stampede match, I think the Blackpool Combat, whoever they pick their three other partners are, I think they'll win that. Osprey and Jericho, I'm going with Osprey. The Real World Championship, I'm going to go with Punk. I think Punk beats Joe. And then I think at the end, in the main event, and I could be wrong, I think MJF will lose Adam Cole, but I think Adam Cole is going to turn on MJF. And they're going to swear everybody, but I see it coming. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's the right move to do. The one problem that I have with AEW's main event scene, and like not only that, they dropped the balls with guys like Lance Archer, they dropped the ball with fucking Wardlow, they've dropped the ball with a lot of guys that could have made a lot of money for them and been incredible baby faces for them. The one thing that I think they've done in this, they don't have one solid baby face. Outside CM Punk, outside of Punk, who is more reliable right now to be a babyface in this company? Hangman Page can be, but there's some fans out there that kind of raise their eyebrow at Page every time. That world title reign he had kind of was lackluster. And it's not on Hangman. It's on Tony Khan's booking. That's the problem. Khan didn't book him worth a shit. And that's the fact. Adam Cole is a great performer in the ring. I mean, he's good. He's not a great performer. He's a good performer. He's good on the microphone. But here's the problem with Adam Cole. Adam Cole is about five foot eight and looks like he, he you can he looks like if he turns sideways, he can be a thin piece of paper. That a guy like that as a babyface? No. Adam, Adam, Adam Cole needs to be a heel. MJF, however, stands there. He is small. He's 5'9. He's not the biggest, but he looks great. He can talk his ass off. His work is great in the ring, in my opinion. And he is what you embody. He, he's, a, he's been a snarky heel. In my opinion. And this is just my fact. I think MJF is a tweener baby face, which is, fuck you. He can still be a heel in his heelish ways, but he's a baby face. I think that means, and I think that'd be great. And that's just my opinion, personally. I think that's what I would do. And you could put the goal, the belt on Adam Cole. Whatever. Fine. But my thing is this. If you're going to put the belt on Adam Cole... Who, if you're gonna turn him heel, then where are your baby faces at? Is he gonna feud with MJF for months down the line, or are we gonna get some expected returns here soon? Either way, we'll see. We'll see. And no, I'm not a fan of Adam Cole being a world champion either. I'm not. I think Adam Cole's a good talent, but I would never have it. If I'm running a promotion, Adam Cole would never be the world champion of my promotion. As a fan, I think he's good in the ring. I think he's good on the microphone. But like I said before, I'll say it again. That's how I am. Now we're going to get some business. I've been playing some video games lately, ladies and gentlemen. I've been playing the new Madden, and I will talk about the new Madden here. First off, franchise mode. I love the updates they've done with it. Great job, Madden. You got the franchise mode down. Um, the tackling animations are really good. Um, I love the blocking system. The blocking system is really good. If that blocking system gets off, if you it, the games really dictate on the AI's performance at this point. If you really if you play it, I think. Where if the AI is working, if the AI is working with you or against you, you'll find out. I think it's one of those deals where it's like I was just playing a game earlier where I was running really well, and all of a sudden I had a bad possession. The offense comes out and score, then the defense gets rejuvenated, and now you can't block for your offensive line. So it's 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 a really really fun time, and I I enjoy the game. I really do. Um, that being said. There are some issues with the game. Um, it is getting it's really repetitive playing Madden every year. And what I mean is it's a fun franchise. I like Madden as a franchise. 
My biggest complaint is that there's nothing out there for a video game-wise. I mean, college football has the revamp thing on the PC that I've never played. I wish I could, but I don't have a PC. There are other options out there. There's a techno ball game, but there's no other. There's nothing else out there. Next year in July, the greatest foot, the greatest sports game of all time is coming back. College football 2024. It's coming back, and I can't wait to play it. And I'm gonna make this real fucking clear to everybody out there. I'm not buying Madden next year. When college football comes out, I'll put so much time in. I won't play Madden. I'm playing college football from start to finish, and that's the way it's gonna be. I'm going to remake my dynasty with the Louisville Cardinals like I've done in the past, and I'm going to do my thing. That's what I'm going to do. So I won't be playing Madden. But being said that we're talking about video games, there's another game I've been playing, the game I've been wanting to play all year long, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that came out uh, last Friday and launched. And I played. I've been playing on the PS5, and I will let you know this right, right now. It's a fucking great time. Uh, as a horror fan, getting a Leatherface game was pretty fucking cool. Leatherface, it, it, it feels really fun. It's a fun game. It has a lot of cool, cool things about it. Um, that being said, also, really, really enjoy the whole um, the atmosphere of you got three levels basically in this. You got the basement where you're in the basement of wherever the, the side is where Leatherface is chasing you. Then you go up and you can go into different areas. You can go in the house. If you're in the house, you can go up or down in the house and you can run into, you know, the cook or the hitchhiker or the two characters that got, the two other characters that got whose names escaped me. Um, I was kind of skeptical because Gun Media made the Friday the 13th game and that game had a lot of bugs in it. It was screwed up from the, the get-go. And unfortunately... We all know what happened. Um, uh, excuse me. The game was kind of... Um, the game had a lot of issues where it became very... Uh, as I got an email about my team's flag football tournament. Um, that being said, we had a lot of... Um, we had a lot of... There was a lot of bugs in that game. And the game was kind of getting fixed. If anybody knows, the game was kind of getting fixed. And then all of a sudden, we were going to get the Jason X map. Everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, it got shut down for the lawsuit. And a lot of fans like me were hurt by that because we were really excited. Because there was rumor that if we got the Jason X, we were going to get the Freddy versus Jason. Jason. We were going to get the remake, Jason. And we were possibly going to get more maps. There was talking about... There was rumors about we were going to get a part of Jason Takes Manhattan or Jason Takes a Boat Ride to Manhattan, as I like to jokingly call it. We were going to get a map for that. We were going to get a uh, Part 7 map. There was rumors that this was going to happen, and they were going to get it, and eventually the game would have had that, and it would have worked. Unfortunately, the lawsuits, they couldn't do no more. Texas Chainsaw Massacre has already been announced. When Gunn announced they were doing this, I was a little skeptical. But right now, outside of... The only complaint I have with it is it, there's nothing repetitive about it. But the thing that I, the only co- thing I have an issue with it for a forty dollar video game, it actually feels the opposite. It feels like a sixty dollar game. It feels like it. Uh, it's a more clean version of Dead by Daylight. I will put that out there. Dead by Daylight's a really fun horror game. Or, um, a horror game that you guys should check out. It's free. You can get it for free on on any your PC stream on any Steam or um, Xbox, PlayStation. You can get it on any of them. They have a, a bunch of characters you can unlock in there, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. And that being said, um, it's a more clean version of that. It's a better, it, it you, it's a more of a better feel for it. You're not looking through the eyes of the killer when you're chasing people. It's more of you see everything. Uh, graphically, the game looks really good. 
really love the kills in it. The kills are pretty badass. I will admit that thing. I will state this. You will be in a game, it feel like, for 30 minutes in this. You'll feel like in, in Friday 13th, you have like 20 minutes to get in and get out and get your things done. There's game, there's no time limit at all. I feel like if they put a 30-minute time limit or a 25-minute time limit, things would get a little bit better. Um, also, the maps are kind of, people have been playing the shit out of this, so a lot of guys are figuring out ways to escape now. Um, the house the house is really difficult because there's different layers to escape. You can go through the tunnel and escape. You can go through the uh, front fence and escape. And I've escaped on the game. It was a lot of fun with that. Um, also, there was the, the the slaughterhouse. I struggled with that one a little bit. And also the gas station. The gas station is pretty fucking cool. Outside of that, I'm I'm really happy with this game. If I I don't score video games a lot. I have an announcement to make about that next week. I don't score them a lot, but eventually. I have a big, I am a big component of things to come, and I actually enjoy this, and I'm very, very excited about what's going to happen, and it is what it is. So, hopefully, we'll get some DLCs. And if I wanted to get, if I want some DLCs, here's some things I would want. <coughs> I would love to have Chop Top from Part Two. I think Chop Top would be very good. I would love to have a Dennis Hopper situation, kind of like Tommy. Um, um, Tommy, um, God, what's his name? Tommy from um, from Friday the 13th. I apologize. I would love to have a situation like that where you can get a whole thing with that. I think that would be very fucking cool if we did that. Where if you got Tommy from uh, the Friday the 13th franchise, um, we can get Dennis Hopper's character from part two to come in as a savior. I think that would be very, or redeeming. I think that would be very cool. I would love for them to bring back the old three remake that that Leatherface skin and bring him in I would love to see the sheriff involved as a killer I would love more characters like a Jessica Bill's character um I would love um um not le- um lefty's the, the, the Dennis Hopper's name but the the girl who uh, Caroline Williams played uh stretch I would love to have her in it I think that would be cool I'm just more maps more don't rush it now give us a couple months because they, they're gonna I guarantee you they'll figure something out and by the way there have been some Dead by Daylight fans that have been complaining about this game, and I don't get why they say it's a ripoff of Dead by Daylight. I don't think it's a ripoff at all. I think there's similarities to the game, but I don't think it's a ripoff. There's not a complete ripoff of this game, of Dead by Daylight at all. It feels different. It's more clean, and it feels that way. I mean, Friday the 13th got the same, didn't get the same rap. I don't know why. It's just a different style of a horror game. And actually, the concept of gun went, it fits better with Texas Chainsaw Massacre does Friday the 13th game that came out years ago. That being said, also I want to point out, if this is the start, this game has done very well already, I believe. It's done very well in sales. Ratings have came out really well for it as well. My opinion is this. We got a Ghostface game that's coming out soon. They're saying that's being worked on too. And it's not a game like, it's not a Scream game. It's a Ghostface game. What I mean by that, it's... A killer and a Ghostface mask. See, Scream and Ghostface are two different, separately things. That costume was not created with Scream. It was created by a different company. It was just used in that. So Ghostface is a different term they can get away with than Scream. You can get away with it making a Ghostface game instead of a Scream game. So you ever see that? As I'm looking at my kids' pops right now, I'm looking at the guy right here between Jason and Leatherface, Michael Myers. Everybody knows me. I'm a Halloween fanatic. I would love to see Michael Myers get his own get his doing a video game. I like this deal. I like his DLC in Dead by Daylight. Don't get me wrong, I like it. But I love to see Michael Myers get his due and get him one game. I would love to see them do something with Michael. 
Uh, maybe Gunn can get the rights, or maybe somebody can get the rights. I know Halloween 45 is coming up, which is their big CinemaCon for what they're going to do for the franchise or updates on that. We talked about that before. I've talked about that on the phone, the show before. And it's looking very good, I think. Um, what else can I talk about? Oh, and also horror updates. We're getting a lot of content. We've gotten Ghostface. We've gotten Michael Myers in the last three of the trilogies. We've gotten Leatherface. We've gotten Chucky. There's rumors by Friday the 13th uh, series coming out on Peacock. New Line, can we get some Nightmare on Elm Street updates? Can we get something? Please, I'm begging you. Can we get a Nightmare on Elm Street film? Please, man, I want it badly. A lot of people want to see Freddy Krueger back on the screen. I know Robert England's old and, and he's not the same anymore, but I would love to see us get another Freddy Krueger movie. It's just time. It's time. You can't leave that. The 2010 Nightmare remake we got was not the greatest thing in the world. And I, I know people have, have harped and bitched about that, but... I really, really, really love to see some do Friday the 13th. Now, there are a lot of things out here right now but that I am liking what they're doing. I know House is getting a remake, and House is talking about getting a video game. Also, we'll give a point out, the Evil Dead game, I played that recently again. I started playing it again, and it's actually a lot of fun. After playing a little while, it, it's another one that gets repetitive, but I do have a lot of fun playing that game. So, yeah. With that being said, guys, I don't have a lot more to talk about today. That was just a little quick little episode to get out to you guys. I'll have a bigger show next week, obviously. And remember, I will have an announcement next week on something that you guys will not. You guys have talked about this before with you guys, but you guys are going to get a really, really good kick out of this. And I hope you like it. Then, too, then, guys, just remember one thing like it all I always say. I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up. Have a good one, y'all.